the whole world gone crazy! Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Welcome to the Lowbrow Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Danielle. And we are back um, with uh, an episode that's not about MMA. Yeah, first time in a long time, huh? We've really, really been into this whole MMA thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I think, kind of the impetus for recording an episode was I was kind of looking at what we've been doing. And uh, we're talking about Top Gun, by the way. I want to mention earlier, this is our Top Gun episode. Um we watched Top Gun from beginning to end um, without flinching or looking away. And well, I checked my phone a few times, but I, I think for the most part we were pretty present for for someone watching Top Gun from beginning to end. Can you be on your? F- I think I don't think that counts as oh. as looking away. Oh, okay. Well, I, hey, I ratted myself yeah. out when I didn't even need to. Look at I mean, that. it wasn't like Clockwork Orange. We didn't have our eyes held no, open. No, no. But uh, no, we we watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, so um, this is going to be our. Um, I think we're going to milk a little bit more. It sucks that that that's the short version. If if you don't feel like listening to this whole thing, it's it's a really criminally awful movie. Um, but yeah, this is uh, uh, we we had done like a whole bunch of UFC episodes, and I uh, thought it'd be nice to kind of return to our roots and talk about entertainment. Um, a lot of the entertainment news that I've been reading this last week. Um, has been Comic-Con based stuff. And I feel like there's just like, if you want to hear people talk about that stuff, there's a lot of other places that you can go. I'm sure the Nerdist podcast is there um, in full force with many correspondents that know a lot more about this stuff. But this is kind of like during these, I've never been to a Comic-Con, but this is kind of like when they release like some new information, right? Or like they're kind of like what's to come with the next series and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like when like just like a slew of new trailers and like they they kind of like unveil um, a lot of just the the entertain the what the entertainment world is going to look like for the next year. Um, And uh, not only are there a lot of other podcasts that cover that, but I feel like with our schedules, we don't really... I know I can, that it's happening, and I know like which Game of Thrones people are going, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we we wanted to go a different direction, so we're going to talk about the movie Top Gun. Um, I guess we'll begin by kind of like talking about um, you're, you're watching a new series, aren't you? I did. I finished it really quickly. Um, as Alex is getting his master's degree, I have some extra time on my hands, so I started watching um, the Netflix series called Marcella. Um, it's uh, the best way I think I can describe it is kind of like a, if anyone has watched the show Luther with Idris Elba kind of reminds me of like the female, um, is a lead instead of a male as Luther's lead in, in, um, Luther. Uh, but it's, it's very much kind of like that. It's British, um, you know, crime drama and she's definitely crazier than Idris Elba's character in Luther, but kind of that same, like, doesn't play by the rules, like detective, um, cop kind of person. And she kind of blurs the line between like her own, like insanity and it's, you know, like murder based. And it follows like the whole, there's kind of mini crimes that happen within one major kind of crime that it follows through. And it's, I guess you would call it a mini series. It's like that whole British thing they do. I think there's like six episodes or seven episodes or something. So they're all like, you know, that longer 45 minute kind of thing. But I really liked it. Um, I was pretty engaged the whole time. I actually started watching it on the subway um, 
one one morning because I just like wanted to watch a little bit of it while I could. So it was probably one of the more uh, addicting shows that I've been into recently. So that's on Netflix now. I think it just popped up um, a few weeks ago and um, I would recommend it. Yeah, it sounds like something I probably would like. It's just um, yeah, you were you were in the other room, like bettering your yourself and your life. It's bullshit. I was, I was I was over here watching Netflix. So I mean, who really wins? <laughs> you. Uh, we. Still me. Uh, uh, oh yeah, we started watching Mr. Robot, um, which is uh, speak talking about like be I guess being behind uh, the eight ball because I people have been telling me about Mr. Robot for the better part of a year. And, um, I think the fact that it's a show on USA, um, kind of scared me off it and just not really having a good, um, vehicle to watch it on or a good, um, on platform to watch it on. But we have this, uh, the Amazon prime, um, trial period. So, um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'd say it's almost like a, um, I've heard it referred to as like cyberpunk. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard like fight club for a new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts? I like it. Um, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if this is like a good, bad, or indifferent thing to say, but it kind of has like a comic booky like thing to it a little bit with like the narration, you know, like of his character. He's like, well, at least like from what I've heard and watched of Daredevil, like it kind of reminds me of like that same like monologue like here i am again i'm like or it also kind of reminds me of like the coon in um <laughs> south park where he's like the streets are <laughs> you know blah 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 like it's you know another night a rapist in the park <laughs> but like you know it's just him talking so there's like that element to it which i don't mind i like um and <laughs> i just can i just back up for a second i feel like i should describe the show yeah, uh, or okay. just like what the the premise is it's i um it's and God, you can't like I can see why I didn't watch it because when you per- when you describe it out loud, it doesn't sound as good as as it is. It's a um, it's about a hacker um, who um, works for sec- uh, like this uh, cyber superior- security company, uh, and he kind of like starts le- leaving this uh, dual life um, as he falls into this like society that's like very obviously based on anonymous. Um, so on one hand, during the day, um, he's kind of working for the online security for company for Evil Core, which is yeah, the, like the name of the company. Um, and uh, at nights, he's 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 doing this, you know, crazy hacking uh, business. It's uh, definitely um, kind of taps into, I think, a lot a, a very um, uh, anti-authoritarian tone, um, kind of reminiscent of the. Um, Occupy Wall Street movement and yeah, and I think his character too is like a little bit of like what Jessica Jones was trying to do. Like his character is very like I'm a screwed up guy. Don't get too close to me. Like you know I I'm dealing with all these like demons and I'm just you know and like I feel like the Jessica Jones character tried to be a little bit like like that, but it wasn't really too believable for me. But I feel like this um, you know the guy that plays this main dude hacker person. Um, is definitely like a believable kind of like fucked up dude, yeah. Um, which I like. That's a good point because he, um, he, I mean, he obviously the Jessica Jones. I mean, was based on an old comic book, but for the Netflix series, they heavily drew from a uh, girl with a dragon tattoo. And um, the person was, conne- and the person that st- does Mister Robots connected to the dragon tattoo, right? In some way that I didn't bother researching for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it has that vibe. It definitely, sense. and he walks around with a fucking hood on. So obviously, they're 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 drawing some uh, influence there. But kind of like 
It's interesting also that you mentioned Jessica Jones because I was just thinking like how much it's shockingly better than Jessica Jones and better than like a lot of like the Marvel Netflix produced shows. Um, yeah, it seems kind of crazy that it was on USA. Kind of, I think like in you know before I heard of it too, and when you just said like it was on USA, my first thought was like ugh. You know, but like, or like, how good can it really be kind of a thing? Was Monk on USA or was that like TBS? I really don't know. My, my knowledge of like network television, not to sound too hipster-y, uh, is pretty non-existent. <laughs> but yeah, all I think of is USA is kind of like, um, you know, old episodes of Law and Order Criminal Intent. But apparently not. Apparently I'm the fool. Yeah, no, um, um. Yeah, I was surprised by it. And um, uh, just thinking of like the things that it draws from besides, like, you know, kind of like very current events. It does it in a way that's um, not cheesy, though. Like, I feel like it really taps into like the actual visceral anger that a lot of us who are, um, feel uh, when we look at our student loan debt. And um, who are not in the top one percent feel. Yeah. Yeah. But it does it in a way that's not pandering. Um, it also it um, addresses uh, mental illness, um, uh, drug addiction. Um, and we're only like what halfway through the first season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely recommend the shockingly good um, show, Mr. Robot. Uh, it's available for streaming on Amazon Prime, which we actually, I think we have an old podcast that was basically we spent half of it talking about how stupid it was that Amazon Prime lets you stream these exclusive shows. Um, and uh, jokes on us, I guess, because it seems like a legit service. Yeah, maybe I think they've probably like taken some time to improve it since then. Um, and actually, how we watched Top Gun was on Amazon Prime too. I didn't really realize like how many like movies they have. And I know one of our thoughts, as I mentioned earlier, I have to find way to keep myself occupied so I don't um, annoy Alex, so he can't do his homework. <laughs> um, and one of one of the ideas was to I never have fully watched The Wire, um, which is you know one of Alex's favorite shows. So I might go back and do that, which I think Amazon Prime you were looking at, and it might have. So that's there's a lot of stuff on there where maybe on the surface it doesn't really you know I, I didn't really see the appeal at first, but now that I kind of like have access to it and I'm like digging into it, it seems like there might be some more stuff there that I didn't realize. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think before we go any further, um, I just wanted to mention the fact that we're eating, uh, we're drinking. How do you how do you pronounce? Oh no, you're putting me on the spot. We just listened to this. It's Haritos. Haritos. I took like way too much Spanish for me to like have to look up how it's pronounced. But um, yeah, Haritos uh, Mandarin Orange Soda, or is this just Mandarin flavored? Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the good stuff. Yeah, it's really. We've tried the mango too recently. I I want to try pineapple next. Um, they, put, they put it in like the ethnic aisle or the ethnic <laughs> aisle at Stop and Shop or whatever yeah. supermarkets near you. Yeah, we were at. Um, we had seen it before, obviously, and I had kind of like passed it here and there. But when we were in Chicago recently, there we were at a um, Cafe Tola, um, which they do like empanadas and they're like a coffee drink kind of a place. And they were strong promoters of jarritos. So um, we kind of got back into it again. And now we're, we're drinking it as, as often as we can. But definitely try the Mandarin flavor in your next stop and shop or Shaw's or Star Market or whatever you have. It might be in your 
ethnic section. Yeah, uh, very delicately worded. <laughs> um, so yeah, before we go any further, I just wanted to also mention that um, we're always looking for things. The podcast is very, it's the Lowbrow Podcast. Our original tag name was for smart people with sleazy interests. Um, essentially, we'd like to know kind of like what our... Um, the people who do listen to the to the podcast uh, would like to hear us talk about. Um, I'd like, if at all possible, to make it a little bit more um, interactive. Um, so I know we we have tens of listeners, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. And um, you know, just hear like what you'd like to hear discussed. And um, uh, I'm hoping to you know kind of like over the next few months um, do some more uh, like Skype based stuff and kind of like have some more guests on. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, moving on. Um, and also you can follow us on Twitter at Lowbrow Podcast. I'll put something kind of at the end uh, to remind you as well. Or you can also follow us on Instagram. Oh, at Two Rude Jerks. Yeah. So if you want to like see really cool pictures of food and stuff like that, follow us on Instagram at Two Rude Jerks or on uh, Twitter at Lowbrow Podcast. Um, you can like us on Facebook too. <laughs> That still exists. Yeah, I get the weekly kind of page update thing that says, you know, you have however many new views and, you know, interactions or whatever. So there's activity there. I do. I post shit on there just oh. kind of like to throw it to the throw it into the ether and see <laughs> see what comes back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Top Gun, we watched uh, from beginning to end. We watched it on Amazon Prime. So we watched it based on, on your laptop. Um Hoping to get the Roku stick in the mail soon. Um, so, yeah. Um, Do you want to maybe say why we decided to watch it? Why did we decide to watch it? Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. I actually, I, I had a feeling that was... Um, I mean, that was, that was the, I think, the main reason behind it, right? Yeah, I think we might have seen, like, the, uh, the volleyball scene... Or there, there was, for some reason it came up, maybe we were watching an old episode and we... Oh, and then I was doing a thing too at work where we were doing like this kind of like creative challenge sure, thing yeah. where we were coming up with like your top five like soundtrack or something like that. Like if it, I don't know, it's some like stupid work, like, you know, come together thing. Um, but they're actually kind of fun. So we, we did that and I did kind of like a just awful like 80 ish kind of thing and two of the songs were from the top gun soundtrack because i think we had watched like the sunny episode recently or i was trying to find the song with the volleyball scene and then i kind of like went deeper into the top gun world than maybe expected and then we looked at amazon prime and it saw that we were on there and we're like we've never actually fully watched this but we've like heard all these references and kind of like half get a lot of these like jokes that um, you know, I know Sunny in Philadelphia definitely draws a lot from, as I'm sure we'll talk about, and um, the league too. There's mention of it, so we just... it was the league, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, it was it was the combination of things. So the two episodes we're referring to, and we'll we'll get into that more. Uh, there was um, the Lethal Weapon six episode of um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They do a volleyball scene that's like almost like a shot for shot. Um, rendering of the homoerotic uh, volleyball scene in Top Gun. I've never seen Top Gun until this weekend, but I knew without like even having to ask, I was like, oh shit, that's from Top Gun. That's how like well-known the scene is. And also, um, there's an episode of The League where um, uh, Andre's Andre- having his wedding and for his bachelor kind of like 
<laughs> um, activities, he kind of reacts uh, or reenacts like Top Gun scenes, like which include the volleyball scene. He has a Top Gun theme wedding. Yes, he does. <laughs> so that, there's the background on why on earth we decided to watch this movie. Um, and uh, yeah, so so it starts up. Um, and I don't want to do like a shot for shot kind of breakdown or anything, but I, I, we can just do a quick plot synopsis, I guess. Um, Tom Cruise plays Maverick, um, who is a, they named the character Maverick. That's how superficial this, this storytelling is. Um, but he's this Maverick, um, kind of hotshot young pilot in, in the Navy, not in the Navy, ugh, in the Air Force. Um, so he, um, uh, the, it, it opens with him kind of flying around and, and um, he kind of bails out. Uh, I don't have the energy to, to shout, but it, he's, he's a hotshot um, uh, pilot. He uh, gets sent to the, the, this pilot school called Top Gun for all the best pilots where he runs into his rival, um, Iceman, played by a young Val Kilmer, like a shockingly, shockingly young looking Val Kilmer. Um, the movie was it came out in '86. I didn't even realize it was like that old. So um, he uh, he has a rivalry with Iceman. Um, his 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 partner is this guy Goose. Um, he runs into this woman uh, at the bar his first night there. Um, they serenade her um, with uh, it doesn't matter what song it is. So uh, um, he runs into this attractive, I guess '80s hot you could call her blonde. Um, who he discovers the next day after striking out with uh, um, with her um, that she's the top, uh, I don't know, she's the she's instructor. She's instructor at the school that he's at. Uh-oh. The Top Gun <laughs> thing. And, I mean, he's basically like this, he doesn't play by the rules kind of a guy, but he's, like, really talented, and he, but, you know, he just kind of, like, goes on his instincts, and he's, like, you know, kind of a little crazy, you know, and very confident and kind of like cocky. And, you know, she's kind of like, whoa, like who does, I see all these guys come in day in and day out, but there's something different about Maverick. Here's the thing at the, the scene at the bar, um, she goes to sit with her boyfriend or date or whatever, who looks like he's old enough to be her dad. And they're trying to kind of show like, okay, she could either, you know, she's, she's older, she's more mature. So she could either go with like the 50, 60 year old, um, you know, AARP member, or she could go for this 24 year old Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. <laughs> and basically the, the, the whole movie kind of hinges on the fact that you need to accept that Tom Cruise is amazing and that he's this like larger than life sex symbol and just all around badass. And if you like, if, if you have been around and, and maybe... I don't know, maybe in the 80s it was different, but just having been around for um, the last, I don't know, 16, 17, 20, who knows how many years, um, it, that's that's a really tough one to get around. Yeah, no, the, the, I mean, any kind of illusion that Tom Cruise is like cool or a badass was crushed like when... I first knew of Tom Cruise. So. She calls him larger than life at some point. Yeah. She, there, there's a scene she says, you know, when I first saw you, you were larger than life. And it's kind of comical because he's like, uh, like it's known that he's a very short man. Like literally he's a short man. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, I think it probably was different at that time, but uh, he is just so kind of, 
I, I just like don't take him seriously in like any respect. So it makes the movie all that more ridiculous. So the fact that he struck okay, so we we be back to he 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 strikes out with her at the bar, finds out she's the instructor, and and um, you know he's but like still this is like very like eighties film masculinity, like he's still got to give it a shot. So he's he's kind of like badgering this poor woman. Um, and it totally works, which is, is kind of like the other thing about the, the writing in this. It, it's kind of, it seems like it was something that was written by a guy who may have, um, never talked to a girl before. I, it, she's nodding. Uh, <laughs> This is Danielle, the other half of the Lowbrow Podcast. Uh, Just a reminder, we are on the internets. We uh, are on the big wide web, so you should follow us at at Lowbrow Podcast um, on Twitter. That's probably where we're most active. Um, Alex does a lot of live tweeting kind of stuff um, on there. And anything episode-based, that's well where you'll find it. And we're also on Instagram, which is mainly me, which you'll probably be able to tell because it's all food and edited photos and whatnot. Um, and that's at Two Rude Jerks. So off-brand a little bit. You know, they're, they're separate, but they're the same. Um, so the best way to keep up with all of our new episodes is to subscribe to the Lowbrow Podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher. So maybe get some more five-star ratings to help us out um, and definitely keep up with what we are up to. So, um, all right, so so he's at the, uh, the flight school and he the competition's on and, and apparently at the end of the graduation class, only one guy gets to be the, t- he gets the Top Gun <laughs> trophy because like, what what's a movie without a, a a trophy? Um, so that's basically like the, the the whole point of the the movie. Apparently, is that he's competing with Val Kilmer and he needs to be Top Gun. Uh, oh, but it's also revealed um, that his father was a great pilot. How could I forget this? This is important. This is um, <laughs> um his father was like this Navy. The, I keep saying Navy. His father was a legend uh, a, a, as a pilot in the service, and he never. He, the, why he died is is classified, but that's kind of like hanging there as a specter over Tom Cruise um, for this entire movie. Is that um, uh, he only got into and they, they say like, oh, you only got into the school because of your the reputation of your old man. So he's he's kind of. Um, so I'm like getting fired up about, about, about it as I'm talking about it, even though I'm totally not. Um, but here, here's the. Uh, uh, he's torn between, uh, you know, everybody assuming that he only got it because of his privilege, um, uh, and boy, he knows deep down that it's because of his uh, uh, flying ability. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, he has the uh, he competes with uh, Val Kilmer, and it's like they're neck and neck, and like it comes down to um, that one last flying exercise. Um, Although it's important to mention that he he, he fails in a mission earlier, um, and it's because he uh, he doesn't protect his wingman. He does something too reckless, and that's the whole thing. They have characters who literally say to him like, "You're too reckless." Um, 
And what, his what? friend Goose dies. Yes, his friend his his friend Goose dies. Um, and this is in like kind of like the last exercise, and like I think they had character characters literally say things um, uh, that that spell out very obvious plot points. So he says, "Oh, bottom of the ninth bases." He he makes like this sports metaphor to basically say like. All right, if we win this mission, then we win the whole thing. If we don't, we don't. And uh, um, Goose dies in this kind of, like, freak accident. Yeah, and Maverick's all, of course, torn up about it. And he's like, oh, like, maybe I just wasn't meant for this. And he's all, and everyone's like, no, it wasn't your fault. Like, you just need to do it. That's basically, like, 20 or 30 minutes that Danielle just summed up in about, like, five seconds. He- and then Meg Ryan, who's, like, Goose's wife, is just like, it's okay. Like, like she gets over it real quick. Like, she's just kind of like, oh, like, the love of my life, like, has died. And she's like, sometimes it happens. It's a dangerous job. I <laughs> forgot about Meg Ryan entirely and and that I feel like there's there's just a uh, an added dimension to this film that I'm I'm kind of selling you guys short on but yeah his his best friend Goose who's also the guy who flies with him and he's kind of like the uh, the the plane bitch he's the goof he's the kind of like oh, there's Goose like you know he's well intentioned but... the goose to his gander yeah. um so yeah he's married to Meg Ryan um and uh yeah she basically lets him off the hook you, you would have thought um yeah, she didn't really even ask anything. She wasn't like, oh, was it a technical thing? Like, could you have done anything? <laughs> or like, you know, like what happened up there? She was just like, oh, planes are dangerous. Oh, bye. But the, uh, um, while Goose is still alive, there's a scene where, because of course Tom Cruise gets with the with the, the flight instructor because he's fucking Tom Cruise. Um, and Meg Ryan's character says to her, um, you know, there are a lot of hearts breaking all over the world uh, because he only loves you. Yeah, no, she really sells him. She's kind of like, you'd be, like, you know, you'd be silly not to, like, lock that down, girl. <laughs> like, she's all kind of like, oh, man, like, I've known him for so long, and I just, like, love him more each day, <laughs> like, as a friend. So so Tom Cruise basically, like, uh, spends, you know, uh, the, most of the, the rest of the film kind of, like, whimpering around and, like, wondering, like, what's it all about, Um you know, maybe is there something to, you know, his old man kind of like the mystery there? Like, is this all connected to his old man? Think of some of these things that he's thinking at this point in time, you know, all that stuff. I really think there wouldn't have been a Sons of Anarchy without Top Gun. <laughs> it's true. It's definitely it. Uh, it pulls in a much more uh, enjoyable way, but definitely. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't actually mean that. But um, yeah, his dad comes up again and he actually goes to see his flight instructor who goes, you know, I know your old man. And I feel like they don't actually resolve anything about the, they just kind of mention his dad here or there. Um, but he ends up going back to his graduation, shakes hands with Iceman, who of course won the trophy. Um, but then as they are graduating, um, there is an international incident. Uh, and this is like Cold War era shit. So like there's something going on with the Russians and they have to fly out there. Um, Needless to say, um, Maverick kind of uh, uh, pulls some heroics that kind of call back to uh, some of the flight exercises we saw earlier in the film. And um, he saves the day and he could have gone back to base and he could have just kind of gone back safely. But uh, Iceman was in trouble. The man who just won the Top Gun trophy, he uh, he was in the line of fire. And Maverick said, you know what, I'm a man of maverick word and i'm gonna go back and save him and of course he does and kind of you know pulls off the the impossible and uh gains Iceman's respect yeah and then Iceman, as they're down in the uh, uh um after they land in like 
people actually run up to them and go, yay! People are cheering and crowding them um, like you do in films like this. Um, Iceman uh, says to uh, to Maverick, like, you know, you're dangerous, but you can, what do you say? You can ride, ride my tail anytime. And, and Cruz says, bullshit, you can ride mine. And you know that, like, oh, they're, um, they, they'll always be rivals, but, you know, there's respect now. Yeah, they're, they're competitive guys. You know, they want to be the best. They want to be the top gun, as they say. And, uh, you know, the, the, there'll always be a little bit of that there. But at the end of the day, um, Maverick, you know, kind of saved Iceman. And Iceman kind of realizes that, you know, he's reckless, but there's something something to this Maverick guy. And I'm thinking, oh, good, it's over. And it's not. <laughs> um, and it, <laughs> Because then he, um, he becomes, uh, they say, oh, you can have your choice of any assignment. It's like, I'm thinking Top Gun. So he decides to be an instructor. He goes back and he goes to the bar um, where a mysterious hand uh, plays a song on the jukebox, which is the song that he first serenaded uh, the woman from in the beginning. He goes looking around and she's nowhere to be found. And he's standing there with the ghosts of his past, although then she pops out and um, uh, they make out. Basically, there was some dialogue. Yeah, when they first met at the bar... um when he was trying to kind of like get with her or whatever, she was kind of like, Oh, you know, this could get complicated. That was like when she first said, and then at the end <laughs> when she's there, he goes, Hey, this could get complicated. <laughs> so kind of using uh, the lines um, first, you know, she did. And then he did at the end. And then, you know, of course he says, Oh, you know, it could get complicated. And she just smiles like <laughs> Maverick. So that's that. Um, uh, uh, basically, um, I feel like I have been informed on some jokes from shows that I like. Um, uh, definitely, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, there's even the uh, from the Dennis uh, the the episode the Dennis System, which is like one of my favorites. Um, where, uh, during his seduction, he um, there's a sex scene that uh, is pulled directly from Top Gun, which I didn't realize that was from Top Gun. I thought it might have been from yeah. something else. Um, uh, with the, the song "Take My Breath Away," we'll talk about the soundtrack in a second. Um, but just like with the um, the, the silhouettes um, and just like the disgusting, um, just like to these the male and female Tom Cruise and and. Um, his love interest, like silhouettes, and you see, you can see the tongues. And well, maybe, like it goes back to kind of what you said earlier, like some of the writing, um, maybe kind of seemed like it was someone that uh, was not like ultra familiar in the uh, the game of courting women, because um, it's just like it, like it plays out in this like just overly sexualized, like sex, like this kind of like ultimate, like kind of <laughs> like this is what you would expect like it's just very like over the top and like very like not realistic it's or the cinema oh sorry it's the cinematic equivalent of putting the pussy on the pedestal yeah it's like it's like not even like desirable like it's not like oh cool like it's just kind of like oh that's a lot like <laughs> it's like it's kind of like that like that's simply too much like like i don't know it's just it's like from yeah it, it it bears watching, I guess. And I guess this whole episode is a little more enjoyable if you've just suffered your way through the movie as well. But um, definitely the, the sex scene, um, uh, 
Yeah. How about the volleyball scene? Yeah, I mean, they they <laughs> pull almost directly from that in um, the Sunny in Philadelphia episode that we were mentioning, but it's just basically like a really kind of feminine song. Um, playing with the boys. Playing with the boys with dude shirts off, you know, just flexing at every possible moment, just being watched by a bunch of other dudes with their shirts off. Um, and a lot of high fivings that kind of start high and end low and you don't know where they're going, but they do it twice, but they're going, they're going somewhere in the, the nether region, um, either behind or I don't know, but, uh, it's definitely a very, um, over the top kind of just <laughs> funny at this point scene yeah and i should emphasize first that like we are not um trying to be big like we're not like homophobic that's not like the issue it's just comically homoerotic well no what's it's almost the opposite right like it's it's funny because it's like trying so hard to be like masculine (laughs) but it's like the most unmasculine (laughs) possible thing ever and that's kind of i think with the sex scene too it's like tom cruise is like doing this kind of like you know, quote, like, ultra-masculine kind of thing, but it, like, comes off as, like, like, exceedingly, like, not. Like, just, like, very, like, unmasculine and un, like, <laughs> you know? And that's what's, I think, so funny and, and kind of where Sonny takes, you know, the character of Mac is, like, that's kind of, like, what he is, right? He's this kind of, like, overconfident but doesn't really have the skills to back it up. Like, just overly masculine, like, pretty openly or not openly but everyone else knows like gay character (laughs) and it's like that's top gun it's just like over the top like hey this is like how the boys do it and like you know this is men stuff when it's like this is gay like gay stuff it's clear like the the there's no reason for the volleyball scene except for i guess it it shows the competition between uh iceman and maverick and should I also mention that, like, when Tom Cruise leases, leaves the volleyball game, they're tied. Um, because the entire movie, they are, in fact, tied for the whole thing. They, they spell it out like that. Um, Danielle mentioned the high five, which they show multiple times. It's the up top, down low um, that you, you never see. Um, there was one still where it's um, Slider is the guy's name. It's, it's um, Iceman's co-pilot. It's just – it's on for, like, a, a – a couple of seconds where he just kind of like twists his pelvis. Yeah, he's just kind of like a beefcake, like showing off his pecs, like you know, and it's like for no reason. Like, why is he doing that? Like, he just kind of is like, yeah, like I'm playing volleyball and I'm a dude with a nice bod. It's very strange. I don't know who was in on the joke when they made this film, and maybe it's. Uh, I mean, I I was born in 1982. Um, you were born not in the 80s at all. Um, so maybe there's just something that we're missing. There's uh... Well, it just seems so weird that, like, you could go to, like, a theater at when this came out in, was it, 86? 86, yeah. Like, you would go to this and sit in a theater and watch it with, like, your friends or whatever and be like, this is a regular movie? There had to have been people who were just laughing hysterically. Yeah. I kept thinking, for some reason, I know it's a different movie, but I kept thinking throughout it, like, that bit um, with Patton Oswalt. 
like where his brother goes to see the movie. Like for some reason, it just reminds me of that. Like just like there definitely were people like Patton and Patton's brother that were like, this is dumb. Like this is not good. But then there's also like the general public that was just like, I mean, it's a very, very popular movie. Like I was not, you know, really aware of it, but I was aware of it. You know, like I knew it existed. I knew who was in it. I I knew the general kind of like, you know, they're fighter pilots and, you know, Tom Cruise probably does well or something. But it like there's a lot of people that are just going to this and watching it. And it seems like it's just so bad. And it's it's so obviously like, you know, the non-masculine masculine thing that we just talked about that I, I don't understand how it could be taken seriously at any point in time. So I, I'm trying to like think of like a modern like equivalent, um, uh, 300 maybe. Although 300 like wasn't like a bad movie. Um, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's where I was going with this. Um, I saw about 15 minutes of Furious Seven recently. Um, I work at a school, so like one of our students likes it, so, and this is like one of his favorite movies, so he put it on. And that it's not like like the forceful like homo homophobic. Um, but secretly homoerotic. That 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 element wasn't there. But it, it furious. It's every bit as bad as like you think it is. Like however you like imagine like, um, just this this garbage like over the top, kind of like hyper masculine spelled out like um kind of like dialogue and actions like that kind of a thing over stylized yeah. like yeah. And I think, like, some of, like, the weird, like, ooh, that's kind of gay thing could just be, like, the 80s and, like, that, you know, whole era kind of had a lot of that going on anyway. Um, so maybe Top Gun just kind of suffered from some of that. But it, it just seems like were there, like, people on set, like, laughing at it? Like, what, what, like were people, like you said, in on the joke? Was it, like, I don't know. It's, it's It seems kind of funny to me that, like, in a time when, like, it was socially acceptable to be just, like outwardly like bigoted towards like an entire group of people and like you could say that you know faggot like in on you know eddie murphy used it in a special and it was kind of like like in, in bill and ted's excellent adventure they say fag to each other and it's like a joke um and uh but at the same time like everything about the 80s was like gay as shit yeah no no it's true i mean that's kind of i think again like the mac character character it's just like like every it's kind of like another riff on it. It's like everyone knows he's gay. Like, you know, it's like like at you know, certain points are like, so Max gay, right? Like and then they even have like his um cousin who like is Max's cousin who's outwardly gay and they're like, Oh, it's so cool that he just like, you know, kinda like comes out with it and all that kind of stuff and Max is Max like, Oh, you know, I'm gonna like, you know, go rub some oil on some beefcakes and like still not admitting that like he's like into dudes and they're just like, I wish he would just like say that you know but it's kind of like the whole like it's obvious that he is but like he's trying to do all these things that he thinks are like super masculine but in reality are just you know even furthering the uh perception of his being into dudes to switch gears uh, j- just one last observation this is something you pointed out like after like i think what felt like the billionth um flight sequence but how expensive it must have been um, to produce this film where, like, I felt like the um, the stuff that was going on in the air, I could barely follow. Like, I just saw planes flying and then, like, the dialogue kind of explained what was going on. But it seemed like they spent a lot of money to have something that was just 
um, kind of uh, not really no real clear narrative. Yeah, it was like a lot of like these weird like effects that like weren't actually really effectful. <laughs> like 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 I don't know. Like it like at some point I kind of thought it reminded me of like a little bit of like you know like the battles like in like Star Wars or something like that where like the old Star Wars where they're just kind of like you don't even like really know what's going on in some of those like fight scenes but like it's just kind of like they're shooting and I don't know like some of like the aircraft scenes I was just like I can't even really follow this Star Wars is amazing yeah and well you know what I mean though like just like part, some of those just like extended though like and but like supposed to be realistic but like not you know what I mean I don't know it, it, it was just kind of weird and then like the soundtrack too they just kind of like use the same songs like maybe like the same five songs like over and over again. I felt like you're being generous by saying five, but maybe there were. <laughs> yeah. It was like four, maybe songs just like over and over again. And I don't know. It was like a big movie. Um, and it seemed like it didn't really need to need to be a big <laughs> movie. I don't know. All right. So let's do like the too long did not read. Um, uh, summation. Um, if you could in like a few sentences, Top Gun. Whoa, in a few sentences. Um, or less. A dude who wants to be gay but can't be gay turns out to be gay. It's all it's all about sexuality, isn't it? <laughs> that there's that, no that, that's that's true. And there was that Quentin Tarantino thing that um um I'll if I'll try to remember and put it like in the description, but um yeah um. I have trouble summing it up without also using the word gay. It's very, it's impossible. Um, no offense to the gay community. You don't want this. None whatsoever. No, they didn't ask for this. They didn't want this. I'm sorry that you get Top Gun. <laughs> like, that. that's just in your wheelhouse. But I, I think it fits. Um, the 80s aren't as great as you think or you remember them being. Yeah, that's that's a good sentence. That kind of sums it all up. All right, so that's our Top Gun episode. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back um, eventually uh, with another episode. Um, feel free to you know uh, hit us up on Twitter, um, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Bye.